Welcome to Two Cents Worth. I am your host, Ryan DeFaber. Before we get started, please do me a favor. For those of you who enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Spotify, all the major platforms, like the podcast, leave a review. That helps us get out to more viewers and listeners. It's extremely helpful. Go on the YouTube, Two Cents Worth podcast on YouTube. You can listen to it there as well. And uh Leave a comment, like it, all of that is extremely helpful for us here at Two Cents Worth. Now, on to the show. Hello, welcome to Two Cents Worth. I am your host, Ryan DeFaber. Today we are talking about the excitement of a trip. We are in the week of the annual golf trip, uh, the fall annual golf trip, and just the excitement building around that and the banter that's going on and the planning that goes into these types of trips. And if you are somebody that is the planner, uh, you're going to understand this from my perspective. If you're somebody that doesn't plan, you're going to get to see a different perspective of uh, what goes into a trip like this. So if you've listened to the podcast before, multiple, multiple times I've talked about this, so always talking about the golf trips. We do two a year. Sometimes there's three, but this year there's two. And we're in the fall trip one, and and for me, I plan these trips, right? So there's a lot that goes into it from my side as my side of things from figuring out the courses, working with this company. I work with this guy, Jamie from golfzoo.com. Go check them out. If you're ever looking to book a trip, they book trips all across the U S and international. Jamie focuses for me. He focuses in on the Carolinas. That's where he is the expert and they have experts for each area of the country. And again, globally as well. So, uh, golfzoo.com. There's another plug for them. But what I'll do is I'll start looking at areas. And for the group that we go with, um, it makes the most sense to stay in North or South Carolina. We've looked at Georgia, we've looked at Florida, but all the trips so far have been in North and South Carolina. And reason being, one, location, right? Nobody's having to fly all over the place. We do have one friend of ours from Florida. He flies in uh, for these trips, but, um, you know, that's one out of 10, 12, 16 guys. So um, for the most part, everyone's driving. So we try and find places that are within a decent, um, you know, we don't like going over six, seven hours in the car, um, for a trip. Right. So we try and keep it close North and South Carolina is where we focus our trips on. So what I'll do is I'll reach out to Jamie. He kind of already knows the deal. I've been working with him for years now, so he knows the deal. Look, we're looking to have four rounds. We're looking to pay X amount and we want to play decent courses. What can you get us 
and we're not all we're also not looking to drive 45 minutes from where we're staying or an hour from where we're staying to go play that's that's just what we do now other people you might be willing to do that but for instance like this week our first tea time 7:40 in the morning i'm not driving an hour also being on a trip where i had to drive somewhere else to go and play golf so our our courses that we're playing the longest drive time is 15 minutes that's perfect right so it is golf trip week so you, you got you have to find the courses you have to set a budget you got to know what your group is looking to do we play 72 holes 36 and 36 we used to do 18 36 18 guys have kind of given me the feedback hey driving home on the last day would be great if we just didn't have to play golf so there we go so that's what we do now so we go in we play 36 on a Friday, we play 36 on a Saturday, and we're out the door of the house on Sunday morning instead of waking up, cleaning up, feeling rushed to get out of the house to get to our tea time to play 18 and then drive home. So everyone's back home. Again, if it's anywhere under five, six-hour drive, they're back home mid-afternoon, and you still have time to kind of recuperate and get back in the swing of things before you go back to work. Some guys take Monday off. Now that we have, quote-unquote, Sunday off and it's just a travel day, <laughs> Uh, most of them don't anymore, but you know, you have that as well. So talking about the house, that's the other thing. Nice thing about golf zoo. They actually have houses you can rent. Now I haven't rented, rented any houses from them because a lot of them are condos. I like to get everybody in one house. That's how I do my trips. Again, number wise, I am able to do that. Never go, I've never been above 16 on a trip, usually hover between 8 and 12 on a trip. So you can find decent sized houses in these areas that we go that can fit that many guys and everybody for, to have a bed. Worst case, one or two or three guys bring an air mattress. Last trip, we went down to uh, Pauly's Island down in um, South Myrtle Beach area and two guys had to have air mattresses. No big deal. I was one of them. I'm never a stickler about the beds. You know, if I need to sleep on an air mattress, I'll do it. I don't really care. I'm there more so for the uh, the time with the guys as well as the golf. You know, sleeping arrangements, we barely sleep anyways. So let's be honest. Like sleeping on an air mattress on the floor doesn't really change much for me. So that's two things you got to worry about, right? Are you going to go through a company to book the courses are you going to do it yourself? If you're going to do it yourself, you're going to have to call these courses. You're going to have to work out some deals. Obviously, companies like Golf Zoo and these other companies that you can utilize, they're going to potentially get some better bundle deals. Obviously, you're going to be paying a little bit to them, but it takes a lot of the chasing around courses, getting the best tee times, et cetera, out of the way. Now, again, for me, I'm planning these eight months, nine months in advance. Like this trip that we're going on now, I, I'll let me look at my emails, but I want to say I reached out probably in April. Um, and so again, in order for me to get the best tea times and no may. Okay. So five months. So we have a five, we had a five month lead time to this, right? There's other ones I've already booked the spring for 2024. I did that in July and we're going in April. So 
nine months ahead. So, you know, again, some of the, those are the things that I'll try and do to get the tee times that we want and that we, we need, especially if we're going to play 36 holes on each day. Now that we're in fall playing 36 holes, when we finish on Friday and on Saturday, you know, we're going to be finishing when it's going to be getting dark. So, you know, that's another thing too, is just making sure that if you're going to try and get 36 holes in or however many holes in that you have the daylight for that. Right. So go through a reputable company. I, I honestly used to do it myself, calling courses and getting tea times. This is the easiest way. I literally send Jamie an email. Hey, Jamie, here are the dates that my group is looking for. Here's the roundabout amount of guys that are going to be going. And usually I tell him book it for 16 and we'll work backwards from there, which we usually do like this trip, uh, this week, we're only taking nine guys. So we started with 16 slots that gives me four sets of tea times. And now we've narrowed it back down to three tea times, nine guys all paid up. You pay through their system. So again, I'm not chasing people down. I'm not paying for it all up front. You're not paying for it once you get to the course. It's said and done, right? You, they send us an email about a month or so out saying, hey, here's the link. Here's where you guys need to pay. Make sure you pay. I just send a group chat out. Hey, everybody, here's your link. I emailed it to you. Go pay. And then we don't have to worry about it. They send me vouchers a week, two weeks, sorry, two weeks before the tea time. I print out the vouchers. I just bring them to the pro shop when I get there, and obviously they already have us in the system. They just want the voucher, the piece of paper. Some of the courses don't even care. They're like, yeah, no, we good. We know you guys are here. Um, and so it's just simplicity, right? When you're planning a trip or if you're somebody that isn't planning a trip and one of your guys uh, and you see the guy who is planning it kind of running around, let them know, hey, go to a company like Golf Zoo. You know, I listen to this podcast, Two Cents Worth, host Ryan DeFaber. He does golf trips all the time. Go do that. It just takes so much of the stress out of it, right? Then the house, right? Again, I mentioned you can go through Golf Zoo. Most everything that I've done has always been through VRBO or Airbnb or Verbo, as they call themselves, right? I call it VRBO. Uh, Airbnb. Because, again, most of the places that we go to have a decent amount of those houses because they are destinations. Like, for instance, we're doing Pinehurst this year. So a destination. There's a lot of Airbnbs. There's a, there's a lot of VRBOs. And then again, Golf Zoo has houses in and around that area. Other, um, you know, rental companies, That's it's the home of golf, right? So they're going to have rentals. If you're going down to Myrtle or the coast or Hilton Head or Charleston or Savannah or anywhere down in Florida, they're going to have rentals everywhere, right? So, you know, ready for either golfers or just people for... Um, tourism or whatever, right? So in the spring, we're going to the beach. Well, there's a plethora of houses, most of which, not most, uh, a handful of which I've already rented before. So I already know some of the houses that we should go to and some that we should avoid because we rented them before and it just didn't really work out. Like one year, and my guys never let me down about this, never let me live it out, live it down. But, uh, I booked a house that linens were not included. Didn't notice that until we got there. There was no linens on any of the beds, so we literally just slept on the mattresses. Gross, I know, but that's what guys do, okay? We made it work, but I still haven't lived it down to this day. I still get the the random text messages from the guys. Oh, make sure the linens are included. I know, I know. I've learned my lesson, okay? I'm sorry. All right, so anyways, that's that. Um, 
So you can go through these companies for houses. You can book it yourself. I pr- prefer to book it myself because that's just how I am. I, I Usually you can get them a little cheaper because some of the houses that these companies do have also um, are on Verbo and Airbnb, and you can usually get them cheaper than what they'll give you. And the reason I know that is because I got sent a handful of houses that I saw on VRBO that I could book for cheaper in past trips. Okay. So we're five months out. We booked this trip. We get it all set. It's the anticipation that's building five months. You'd think would go slow. All of a sudden we're here. It is the week of the trip. We're a couple days out. The guys are buzzing. We got this group chat going. I'm sending videos about a week out of, you know, all the excitement. Hey, we're a week out at this point in time. We're going to be here on the golf course. And, and, you know, just trying to create some good banter. What I also do, and this is totally up to anybody that's listening to this, but from a planning perspective, I like to have everything lined up and in a row, right? So I build what we call a player packet. And the player packet has everything in it. It has the about the courses. It's got the tee times. It's got the teams and everyone's handicap. It has the uh, tee sheets as well as which holes we're going to do for closest to the hole. I have directions to all the courses from the house. I have area attractions around, okay, if you're planning on doing your grocery shopping for your snacks and we breakfast, lunch is at the course, and then dinner I take care of and then everyone pays me back for at the end of the trip. But for your lunches and breakfast and snacks and booze, hey, here's where the grocery store is. Here's where the liquor store is. Here's where a gas station is. And then I lay out the menu form and then I send them pictures of the house and the address of the house and the check-in time and the checkout time. All of that's included in this packet. The packet this year, um, let's see. Packet this year was, how many pages was it? 32. 32 pages. So it's about the course. It's pictures. It is uh, how much we're paying, right? So we do betting while we're out there. So everyone owes me X amount of dollars when you get there, and then that is pooled together. The winning team is going to get X amount of money. Closest to the hole is going to get X amount of money. Our formats that we're going to do, how to the point schedule around the formats, everything and anything. And then I like to put in there at the end, uh, you know, the sponsors of the trip, which is usually just the things that we buy from beer to uh, the clothes, the clubs that we use, all that type of stuff. So that is what I do. Obviously, that's what all goes into the planning for these trips for me. It is you got to get reach out months in advance. You don't have to, but if you want the best um if you want the best tee times and the things that are going to work for you at the courses that you want to play, highly highly suggest to book months in advance. Because really for me all it is is a $100 deposit. That is all I give golf to when I book it. Jamie gets all of the tee times down, he gets it all taken care of, and all I have to do is put a $100 deposit down to hold that until everyone's ready to pay, which is about a month out from the trip. So again, Really no upfront cost to get any of this done. The only upfront cost that I really ensure, in, in, ensue, no, uh, endure is the cost for the house, right? And usually that's 50% payment and then 50% about a month or so before you go. That's how I do it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm holding that cost. I could ask the guys for some money beforehand, but again, we're always trying to figure out who can make it. Because we book so far in advance, some guys, it works for them 
five months in advance. And as you get closer to the date, all of a sudden it might not work for their schedule, right? And again, that's why we work back from 16 and then this trip, it's down to nine. All right. So all of that going in five months in advance, finding the courses, talking to the guys that you know are going to make it that go every year. I call them the committee, right? So I send text messages out to the golf committee, you know, in advance saying, Hey, what do you guys want to do this coming year? Where do you guys want to go? What are your thoughts on some of these courses? Here are my thoughts. What do you guys think? And we kind of all come to an agreement of what we want. And then I'll, I'll send Jamie, hey, can you price out this course and this course? Can you price out this option, this option, this option? And then he gives me those prices back. I go back to my quote-unquote committee. And I say, hey, guys, here's what it's going to look like if we want to play these courses. Which one do you guys want to go with? And then we'll decide on that. And then, again, we let the rest of the guys know, and then it's up to them whether or not they want to spend that type of money or not. So we have all of that. Then again, it's it's getting the house. It's finding the guys. It's locking down the handicaps. For me, it's doing the player packet. It's making sure that we have a dinner menu. It's making sure that everyone knows where they're going, the house, do we have enough beds? Does anybody need to bring anything? If you're going to shop in the town, here's where you need to go, and here are the closest places, right? So I'm on the food and drink page right now, and it's it lays it out for them. I send this packet to them about two weeks before we go on a trip so they know what the, is expected of them. So each player is responsible for their own breakfast. Lunch at the clubhouse, or if you want to just pack your lunch for the course. Snacks and alcohol. The rest... Has already been taken care of. The housing, the golf, the dinners, whatever, right? So all of that goes into it, and you have this anticipation for these five months, and now we are here, and it's it feels so good, right? Like, now we're talking about when's everyone arriving? Who's carpooling with who? Who's going to get there early and play around on Thursday rather than every, most other guys starting on Friday? And because we're going to Pinehurst, Hey, maybe we play the cradle because you can do the par three course there and it's only 50 bucks to play and it's a free replay. So guys are doing that. We have other guys coming in a little later towards dinner time, and then all of a sudden we got a tea time the next morning, right? So the unfortunate thing about any type of trip like this and the planning that goes into it and the excitement that goes into it, it's, it's so much fun to lead up that there are times where it's like you almost don't want this week to come because the lead up is so much fun because you know once this week comes, it's going to be done like that. Like these trips, we're there for three nights and those three nights, it's a flash. Like you you get to Sunday morning and you're like, where did the weekend go? But you had all this fun and you had all this excitement leading up to it. Again, months. Like we've had this text chain going for months and now it's really heated up over the last couple of weeks as we've named the teams. And this this year's teams, you know, plug your ears if you don't like, you know, some naughty names. They're really not. It's kind of, they're just funny. It's cheeky, uh, tongue in cheek type stuff. But we got Slice Slice Baby. That's a PG name. We're good with that. We got another team called Swamp Ass. Hey, if you know golf, you follow golf, Lucas Glover. Maybe need some dude wipes. Maybe need some um, moisture-wicking clothing. But we got Swamp Ass because that's what happens out on the golf course. And then my team, always wash your balls. Gentlemen, always wash your balls. Also, pro tip for you from a golf perspective, if you putt with a dirty ball, it does actually affect the way that it moves on the green. Go to Instagram. You saw it. It's real. Everything on the internet's real. Duh, we know that. Always wash your balls. That's the team name. Now, the other thing I do 
and this is this is totally up to anybody planning this or if anyone uh, likes to plan it. I mentioned the formats. So what I'll do is I will print out poster size um, brackets for the formats. So then the team captains the night before are picking the matchups and putting them on the poster. Again, creates more banter, creates more fun, excitement. Last year we did um, like a blind draw. This year we're not going to do that. Again, with nine guys, you know, the formats are pretty, pretty set and, um, you know, we're not doing any blind draws. We did a blind draw one year for teams. We did a draft the night before we even played. So we came to the trip and nobody knew what team they were going to be on, which I thought was was fun. But this year we have the team set and the formats are printed out. And what we'll do is we'll print them out, we'll put them up on the wall, and we'll write them all out as the captains go and make their picks for each matchup, for each tee time, etc. So all of that goes into it, the excitement of the trip. You can't do anything about the weather. You know, you hope that there's good weather. But again, an outdoor sport like golf, you just never know. Um, so, you know, you just I, – I used to get, like, really stressed out about what the weather was going to be, et cetera. You can't do anything about it. So there's no point in getting stressed about it. You know, some guys will send me the forecast or they'll be like, oh, it's looking like it's getting better. Hey, man, weather changes every hour. It is what it is. If we have to play through a little bit of rain, we're going to play through a little bit of rain. Bring your umbrella. Bring some um, some of your rain clothes that you might need for the course, and we just go from there, right? Bring an extra pair of shoes. Bring an extra pair of socks. That's what you, what you need to do. Um, so all of that goes into a trip, the excitement. It is golf trip week. I'm excited. The group's excited. We got a lot to look forward to. We got some really good courses we're playing. We're playing three courses, four rounds. I take that back. We're playing four different courses, but in three different resorts, right? So we're playing two different courses that are a part of one resort, but they're separate. And then this other resort has both their courses on their property. So we're doing that as well. So we get to play four courses in two days. For the guys that are showing up early on Thursday, they're going to play the Cradle, which is right in front of Pinehurst. It is right at the the inn and the property. Uh, more laid back, a little cool atmosphere. They have a bar. They got music playing. It's a par three course. Some of the guys are going to get to do that. And then uh, we go from we go from there, 740 Friday morning, first tee time, first group out, we're going to hit it, and it's going to be awesome. So if you're planning a trip or you're a part of a golf trip, understand what goes into the planning. It isn't just It doesn't just come together. I will tell you that for somebody that has planned now 10 to 12 to – I don't even remember how many trips I've planned. It just doesn't come together. Um, you know, it does take time to, to put it together and – you know, if you're not somebody that puts it together, make sure the guy that does put it together, you go and tell them, hey, thanks. Thanks for putting it together. Appreciate it. I know it's not easy. I heard another guy talking about it on his podcast. And it's, it's, I get it. Appreciate all the work that you put into it. If you're a guy that does plan it, take some of these tips from me. These are some of the things that I've done to make myself, make my trip successful and also take a lot of stress off of myself. You know, use a company to book. You don't need to be chasing down all these golf courses. Most of these golf courses are easily booked through these companies. Use them for a house if you need to. They also do 
I want to say they also do rental cars too. Let's see. I'm going to go to golfzoo.com real quick before we we wrap this thing up. Um, let's see. U.S. Golf. We're going to just go to we're going we're going to do what I'm doing right now. North Carolina, the Sandhills. Let's see. Um, oh no, I thought they did rental cars. They don't. They do golf. They do lodging. And they have hot deals, all this stuff, and they'll show you who is um, the local expert that you can utilize. And then you have these, all the, that you go down, it shows you the map of all the courses that they work with, et cetera. So um, definitely check it out. If not Golf Zoo, there's plenty of other places that you can go to that do the same thing. So those are my suggestions. For those that don't plan, appreciate and thank the guy that does plan it or guys or group that does plan it. For those of you that do plan it, take some of these tips from me and uh, hopefully you'll have a successful trip. As always, liking, commenting, giving this five stars on all of the podcast platforms and sharing this with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever, guy on the street, girl on the street is always appreciated. I'm Ryan DeFaber. I am your host. This is Two Cents Worth. Have a great week.